Wait, this can't be... Are these all my notes? These This doesn't feel like enough, but I guess it is. That's exactly... Looking at, like, what's on my phone right now, I feel the exact same way. guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me back again is Jake. We are continuing our MCU uh, exploration episodes. It's been a little while, uh, but first I want to say, Jake, welcome back. It's it's great, uh, you know, talking to you again and, and, and catching up. I know it's it's uh, like 1030 at night as we're recording this, but we scheduled to start at 930. <laughs> and now we're finally getting to recording because we were just bullshitting the last hour, <laughs> which yeah, is fine. But- I really don't care. That, absolutely. Well, yes, I'm glad to be back. Glad that we're doing this again. Um, it, but yeah, definitely. It was one of those like, all right, well, we were going to start at eight, then it became nine, then it became 930. And then just chopped it up for an hour, which was which was good. We haven't, you know, as good of friends we are, we haven't actually really spoken uh, for a little while. So I won't make this any more of a Jake Mike love fest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I'm glad to be with you, buddy. Yeah, and that's 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 fine. I, I think you know we have to have those moments, and uh, again with everything going on right now, but it's fine. But now it's, it's I'm excited to get going back in the uh, the MCU because up to this point we've been you know doing like the establishing films, setting the tones, like you know setting the characters and uh, setting up the pieces for you know the main events. I guess you can say like we're setting up for the Avenger movies, like the big ultimate big blockbusters throughout the throughout the years and we're just setting up the pieces for for those moments um but we're not at the avengers yet we still had one more one more film before we got to the avengers last last episode when we did the mcu exploration we talked about thor which you know very good uh, palate cleanser following captain marvel and uh and iron man not to say iron man wasn't good but definitely just it it, it kind of rejuvenated me into back into the mcu and um and yeah again like we mentioned during the thor episode you know we have thor or the incredible hulk which one do we want to which one do we want to watch first and we chose thor and you know did that episode now we're moving on to the incredible hulk and this is definitely going to be an interesting one because of all the mcu films like this is the one that feels um the, not weird isn't the right word. It just feels like strange because it just feels so disconnected from the universe. That's a good way to put it. Despite, you know, despite some like very clear cameos and references in in this film, it just feels very disconnected from everything. And I don't know if that's because of Edward Norton in it. I don't know if it's the direction they take because and we'll get it like we'll get into what exactly I'm like referencing but it just it just feels very different especially like how they like film and reveal Hulk it's very it's very much like uh the remake of Godzilla that came out a few years ago um I don't know if you ever if you saw that Jake but it was like they it's kind of like the Jaws mentality like don't show your monster until like the last act of the film it's always like keep them in the shadows and so I think like that presentation of Hulk just makes it feel a little disjointed because you know you you get thor you get iron man you have captain marvel um 
you've uh, Captain America, where it's it's just like in your face, like Bam, from the right beginning. There, yeah. Where here, it's like they're trying to like tease Hulk out. So I think that's a big reason why it feels a little like disjointed. But Jake, um, I I want to ask you, like, I, you can comment on that, but I also following that as we start all of these like what does not not so much what does hulk mean but like what does this movie mean like do you remember seeing this when it came out because i feel like this is the one that people tend to forget about oh you hit the nail on the head it it definitely is you know a forgotten about one because i think and a lot of that you know lays to the fact that it's you know edward norton and then you know a movie later it's mark ruffalo so people are like oh okay i i guess that wasn't canon it was just some weird you know not weird but just like some offshoot thing edward norton did and it doesn't really matter but no it is the same hulk and yeah i do remember uh watching this one it was uh this came out in 2008 i was in 8th grade it was right around i don't remember exactly how far after iron man this came out but you know they were relatively close couple months maybe um and i remember going to see this one with my my buddies feeling like a a big shot 8th grader <laughs> going to uh go in the mall alone to watch this and it was i guess it was opening night because i remember coming home with like this big probably four foot tall by three foot wide hulk poster and it's like the hulk punching through a brick wall and then like climbing through as well and i had that poster hanging and i'm I like all the superheroes, but I wouldn't say Hulk's my favorite, but I had this poster hanging above my bed for (laughs) years. And it looked like the Hulk was like punching through the wall in my parents' house, like getting ready to grab me out of bed. And the coolest part about that poster was it glowed in the dark. (laughs) I remember like I I turned, I was laying in bed, the lights were off and I like rolled and looked back and I'm like, Oh my God, this like I didn't think this could get better and it just <laughs> did get better. Um but yeah, I remember being a kid and you know this movie was about a giant, you know, muscle-bound monster that just like punched the hell out of stuff. So a little bit awesome, but as a as you know a teenage boy, like what more do you want in a movie? Yeah, and and I guess like with my like I, I remember watching this movie probably a few years after it came out. I watched it with my parents because we used to just like watch movies randomly here and there. Something like we we'd watch like that. We watched this. I remember uh, I at the same time I watched Inglorious Bastards with my parents which um, was an interesting Stark ex- difference right there. Yeah. Just a very, cause it's funny. Like I, I think of like 2010, of just like sitting down and watching movies with my parents. And I just remember watching this movie and the inglorious bastards. And, uh, but, and I didn't really remember a whole lot. I remembered snapshots of this movie. I remembered, you know, um, th- like in the very beginning of this movie, when they're doing like the breathing exercises and like, and then I, I remember that. And then I remember like the very end of the movie when he jumps out of the helicopter and he's mm-hmm. like, shit. And like, that's what I, that's all I remembered about the movie. Um, I so think you kind of got it right there though. For some reason, this movie is like kind of forgettable for whatever reason. It, like the whole first half of this movie or not the whole first half, but you know, the whole, the whole part where he's in, we open up where he's in Brazil. Like I vaguely remembered but until I actually saw it and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how this do- did start. Like, if you, you know, gun to my head, we're like, how did the Hulk start? I probably wouldn't have figured this one out. And I, you know, but I feel like I could 
now I feel like I might be contradicting myself because I feel like I've said that for like two other movies we've watched so far. Like, yeah, I totally forgot how this started. But um, this one kind of, there's a lot of things that just seem to fade away for some reason. It was just forgettable. And I kind of was thinking as you were talking before, a reason why that might be uh, how this kind of seems like an outlier, like a, a stepchild almost like it, it doesn't, it's the piece that almost doesn't really fit perfectly for whatever reason. And I'm wondering if that's because this is the second really, you know, in the timeline of release dates, this is the second movie they came out with. So, you know, they were still trying to figure out their formula and everything and trying to figure out how they were going to do things. So they did something with Iron Man and it worked, but you know, this movie was only a couple months on its heels. So wasn't that much time to change everything before it hit you know theaters um not as just a thought yeah no i i think there's something to that i was thinking about the same thing i had the exact same thought of you know this movie like i know it's like our fourth or fifth movie that we're talking about in like in in, in like the show but in the timeline of like reality timeline this movie came out you know tw- 2008 iron man wasn't like all silly like you know we talked about like we praised the like the first act of the of iron man as being like this pretty like gritty uh representation of just like the origins of iron man and like tony stark becoming iron man and it was like you know it was real like people were dying and and like you know it was like you know we're talking about like terror cells and being tortured and you know tony stark dying and or, or potentially dying and having to keep himself alive through his ingenuity and then he wipes out a terror or like terror cell group and it's like oh wow this isn't like exactly like safe for like safe for life not yeah. safe like safe for kids and then like you you can kind of feel that that tone continues into here and before we get like into the movie uh, I just want to ask you, like, what's like the scoop on this? Like, why? So Edward Norton is the star, <laughs> yeah. and and I and like like that's the one thing I really did like about this is what Edward Norton brings to this role, because I like Edward Norton as an actor. Uh, I, I think he's super talented. He's he's apparently like notoriously annoying and difficult to work with, but he is able to get like cat like have some like amazing performances. So like I think of immediately i think of like american history x primal fear um uh birdman like those are like the like the three movies that i think of immediately for him moonrise kingdom but uh but he's like such a a nuanced performer and those four films that i like just selected or just chose especially american history x i think he just absolutely is so gripping and but it's funny at least in american history x and uh and birdman he was like this really domineering personality that he was like almost dictating how the film went uh or not maybe not so much in birdman but like he embodies his character in birdman and american history x he had like a lot of say in the final product but um so what what's the scoop jake being the resident mcu expert like what's the scoop on this movie with like edward norton and why he didn't return and Mark Ruffalo, you know, takes, takes over the incredible Hulk Bruce Banner mantle. Like what, what's the scoop? So you were kind of, you know, alluding to it with, uh, you know, how he's, um, 
been in other movies and how he feels about the direction his character should go in. So basically, he he wants a lot of say in the script and the direction and how everything goes when he's playing a character because he's, you know, you may love it, hate it, but he's just that dedicated to it. Um, so he wanted to really have a lot of creative control or what with this character of Bruce Banner and, you know, the Hulk as well. And as I'm sure you'll, you know, or as you'll figure out, the Marvel universe doesn't really do that. They, they have a plan for how many years going into the future. So it, it, it can't be nuanced like that because, you know, the smallest misstep could cause a, a chain reaction, so to speak of, okay, now this doesn't line up anymore. This doesn't fit into that character's mold anymore. If we decide to do this instead of what we had already decided was because of that, you know, Edward Norton wanted to go and do X, Y, and Z and, you know, the Marvel execs already had A, B, and C planned. So I know that was a big, big uh, contentious point for them, you know, moving forward to keeping him on board. And I know, you know, he had, he ended up getting a huge say in this movie and rewrote um, a fair portion of it. Uh, I remember talking to you about this off the air and uh, like 70 minutes of this movie hit the cutting room floor and uh, Edward Edward Norton had... (laughs) I <laughs> Good. had either That's worked all I have to say. It or wrote most of it. And it was, uh, you know, it, I just, it wasn't a good fit for uh, the MCU and um, Edward Norton. Uh, the MCU wants people to jump when they say jump and not ask any questions about it. And, with, you know, whether that's good, bad, ugly, you know, that's up to you as a person to decide. Edward Norton wasn't going to be that guy. So it just seemed better off for them to part ways uh, and I guess done amicably enough. And we talked about this the other day or not the other day, uh, a a little while ago, because we've been sitting on this one for a little bit. We haven't actually got it going, but we talked about, you know, the contrast of Mark Ruffalo and um, Edward Norton playing this character. And we could get into it a little more, but that, that'll that be a nice, interesting thing to bring up to see, you know, what Edward Norton did with this character kind of in its origin story and then where Mark Ruffalo took the character. But I, I was on the fence about which way I was leaning and uh, you kind of helped shape my idea about this a little bit. But I think pound for pound, uh, I would take Edward Norton as my Hulk as much as I love um, Mark Ruffalo. I would still take Edward Norton. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking a little bit about before. This movie seemed, you know, like you were saying, people are dying. Like, it's not sugar-coated, candy cane, bright colors as some Marvel movies got to. Because I even have a note in my phone here that says, oh, this was before the Marvel movies, like, ended everything with, like, a punchline or a joke. Which, like, is fun and enjoyable for a family movie. But, like, if there's a dramatic thing going on, I don't need Chris Pratt to deliver a one-liner to cut the drama. Like, some dramatic things happened in that movie that stayed dramatic, and that was it. And it, it was almost refreshing a little bit because as you said, like the Marvel universe has gotten away from that uh, towards the end. And as these movies have grown, so it's, it's interesting to see it in the beginning uh, the beginnings of it and how they've shifted away from it as time has gone on. 
Yeah, and and I guess with that we can get get into the movie. So like the first thing I want to say is that my notes are like very sparse on on this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, we talked about a reason why that might be, uh, and I, we don't have to retread that uh, on this. But um, but like right off the bat, it's very like. I, I like the serious tone of it. You know, like it, we start off with, well, we have like the whole like kind of back, like background throughout the credits, um, you know, the whole experience, which I like, honestly, like we don't need like the, the whole, like every, like iter- every iteration of Spider-Man, except with, you know, with Marvel, like Holland, with the Tom yeah, Holland, the like, one. like we all know how he became, like, how, he, yeah. yeah, how, like we all know the origin of Spider-Man. So that's why it's frustrating with like, every spite like every modern incarnation of spider-man it's like we have to go through uncle ben dying we have to go through great power like we have to go through that but but here it's like oh we're just gonna sum that shit up in the opening credits which is exactly how it should be which is part of that 70 minutes that hit the cutting room floor supposedly was them coming in and saying like we don't need to do this origin story stuff like run it run the credits over it you know some quick cut lab scenes and names flashing on the screen and we're good we get it yeah and it's, it's and it's way more like i mean it's it's quick but it's like we know we like going if like if you're going to go see the hulk you, you know the origin story you know that bruce banner like the basics bruce banner uh he was doing an experiment on himself with and, radiation yeah, and, and it went wrong and yeah. he turns into this monster when he gets angry and and that's all you need to know going into this movie because they and they do expand more i mean you have like oh like who's this general who's the girl like why like it's it's establishing like you know these mysteries that they'll explore later in the movie but then we open up with the film after the credits well nick fury pop his name pops up at some yep. point which i was like oh okay nick fury all right there's a plan here um, but we have days without incident, like 158, and we are thrust into, uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, like in the slums. And, you know, Edward Norton is the gringo. He's like the one white dude in Brazil and he's, you know, kind of keeping low key. And like I mentioned earlier, he's doing like the practicing his breathing. He's trying to keep his heart rate under control. And I, I feel like the dude that's teaching him has to be someone like, like famous in that kind of world like he has to be some sort of like fitness guru or something that i'm just missing like it it just seems very specific you know Mm -hmm. especially like what he can do the breathing with his abdomen and like you know you have to control your anger like he seems like someone that i uh you know he was a cameo or something that yeah like it's like it's like the equivalent of like the elon musk in iron man 2 like he's someone that like i maybe like i mean elon musk in whenever Iron Man came out, like 2010, you might not have known it, but now, you know, like 10 years later, we can be like, oh shit, Elon Musk is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like this is like something along the lines of that. Like, he is someone that is like very spiritual and that like I, maybe we should know. But regardless, like, I do like this introduction of, you know, we're in Brazil and he's, and he's trying to like find this cure. He's trying to do, he's doing like the naturalistic, holistic, like keeping everything at bay. Mm hmm and controlling his anger, but he's searching for a cure and he's working with this guy or honestly, I thought it was Liv Tyler Taylor uh, as Mr. Blue. 
and then right. he's Mr. Green appropriately, and, but he's sending him blood and, and uh, they're doing these experiments um, to try and find a cure for this disease or this, uh, uh, Hulkamania. If yeah, you want to go Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah it's Hulkamania <laughs> that he has. And I do really like this opening bit with just, you know, we're seeing his like day to day life of just like living and adapting to his condition, I guess. And uh, yeah, so what did you have to think about this like kind of o- this opening bit with Rio and him doing this like holistic uh, healing stuff and, and these experiments? Well, it's, it's like you said, you know. It, I, well, I didn't remember the movie started this way, but it, it seems it, it sets a really good tone, I think, for what we expect and what we're going to get from Bruce Banner. It's, you know, he's trying to lay low. You know, he just wants to have a normal life. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He just, you know, wants to be a guy. He's trying to exclude himself and do the most he po- or do the most he can to keep people around him safe and also try to make himself safe. But while also staying off the radar as best as possible. Yeah. And, and immediately, you know, he's, he's, uh, outed as kind of like the gringo, you know, it's some, um, like Rio, like, I don't want to say gang dudes, which is like these, like, you know, like tough or these tough or supposed to tough dudes are like trying to like pick on it, pick on him. And, um, he sticks up for this girl who I thought was a really weird, like, misdirect of like oh like this is like the not romantic interest but like someone that's going to help him uh it it gets nowhere it's just Um, him being captain america being a good guy for yeah just like for the sake of being a good guy yeah because so there's this woman that is being uh like pestered by these dudes and he comes in and it's like oh like you're gonna get lunch with me and then it's like oh you won't like you won't like me when i'm hungry which like works because it's like broken the broken spanish and they're like what he's like oh "Oh." portuguese yeah oh yeah portuguese he's like oh shit what oh god yeah because he's he's teaching himself he's trying to yeah by watching kids shows kids shows just like a uh, funny little character thing that they threw in there yeah and and so you know, and we're like kind of fast forwarding the the opening of this a little bit because I kind of want to get to the moment when like he's like the uh, engineer of this bottle plant like, that's making some sort of like soda, Brazilian soda, and he gets shipped out. And the foreman is like, you're pretty overqualified to do this, but that's fine. And he cuts himself and a piece, and it's some of his blood gets into the... Um, the conveyor belt of bottles like oh you gotta cut you gotta cut everything off you gotta yeah, cut everything off shut it down and and i thought this was the beginning of just like oh like if someone drinks his blood are they gonna turn into a hulk and i thought that was gonna be like the plot of the movie was like there's another hulk like raging and he's gotta go find it Ooh. um which it i'm not wrong but it's <laughs> it but it's not because of that right right um so uh you know the, he misses a bottle the bottles go get sent out and this is how the general finds that he's in Brazil. So back in America, they're, they're trying to find him. And at first I was like, wow, this is kind of weird that, you know, this general is going through all of this hoopla to try and find Bruce Banner. It makes, but once you find out the motivation, it makes more sense. Um, because in the beginning I was like, oh, I bet, you know, Liv uh, Tyler is his daughter or some shit like that. Cause why else would he have such an emotional response of her being in the hospital? Right. But it goes much deeper than that, as we'll find out a little bit later on. Um, so they find that, you know, Oh, this blood, it, uh, someone like died, <laughs> someone drank it and they died immediately. It was like, okay. That shoots my theory down. But, um, but they realize, okay, 
I guess it's like the gamma radiation or whatever they find in this person's blood in the autopsy. He's like, oh shit, like this is the same, this matches Banner. And where is that made? Oh, it's in Brazil. Well, we got to go down there and mm-hmm. they gather uh, like all these spec ops guys. Tim Roth is the lead of the spec ops, um, which I do like Tim Roth. Um, ever since I saw him in Pulp Fiction as. Um, Oh As snap! Pumpkin. That's right. He was. I've totally forgot about that. Yeah, he was. He was pumpkin of the uh, honey bunny and pumpkin. Yep. Uh, yep. And I and I really do like. Um, and I like Tim Roth. I, I like ever since seeing that. I've you know I liked him in. Uh, I think it's Four Rooms. I've liked him in. Um, in Reservoir Dogs, of course. Mm-hmm. Like uh, funny enough, all Tarantino. But I, I do like Tim Roth. So seeing him here, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, the fucking Hateful Eight. How could I forget about that? But um, again, another Tarantino film. But I'm like, okay, like Tim Roth, I'll go with it. I like him as an actor. Um, hope he's not the villain though. That was what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, that'd be kind of like, I, it'd be a little predictable. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll get, we'll get the Tim wrong later. So they go down to Brazil and they do like a raid on, um, on a banner's home. Like they, they like kind of triangulated him. And, uh, and then we get like our first like big, like explosive action sequence, I'd say. Oh um, yeah. I just want to jump in really quick and say banner's kind of a, a, a dick here. Like I, I know he's trying to protect the people and himself, but you know me, I'm a dog lover and he just totally abandoned that dog. Um, cause I forgot he even had a dog in this movie. And then all of a sudden I, I know where it goes. So I'm like, Oh shit, what happens to the dog abandoned? It's like, God damn, just a- <laughs> another um, dog roaming yeah. the streets of Brazil. <laughs> but I do really like this like favela chase. It's a more personal gripe. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I feel you. But, um, but I do like the, like the favela chase because it's very like energetic and I, and I do like, I do really like whenever films like utilize Rio. Uh, I I think of like a film like City of God, which takes place in the slums, in the favelas of Rio, and I just think it's so like claustrophobic and uh, like very narrow. Like these all these narrow streets, it's just like very uniform in like its poverty that you like. It's just like it's like a maze. You never like quite know where you are, and I think there's a lot of uh, like a lot of uh, dramatic and narrative tension that can happen when you're like running through favelas. Um, and so I, I did like this moment, just, you know, going back and forth, you know, he's like trying to blend in with the crowd, but you know, he's a white man in Brazil. It's kind of hard for him to do that, but yeah. I do like how he's like trying to remain low key. The, the, the woman pops up for the last moment when he hides in her apartment and he like sneaks out the back and he gives her a kiss and says, Oh, thank you. And then, and then she's out of the picture literally. But, um, but like fast forwarding throughout this whole, like this whole, like pretty, it's a very well choreographed, very, uh, very energetic. We get back to the soda plant and this is, you know, the, the bit that we're building up to, Mm -hmm. um, because he runs into the gang members and they uh, chase him back to the plant. And he's just like, oh, shit. Like, and he's got the heart rate sensor. And we know what's going to happen. It's been alluded to in the beginning. Um, like, okay, I got to keep my heart rate down. I got to keep my heart rate down. He's even like, guys, come on. You're doing – like, you don't want to do this. <laughs> and uh, we get into this dark, uh, this dark, like, packing plant. And, you know, his heart rate keeps jumping up, jumping up, jumping up. You have the, um, the heart the, – like, literally the heartbeat noise like just 
filling the filling the um like the sound of the film and then you know he opens his eyes and they're green and then this is what i was mentioning earlier when it's kind of like the jaws like godzilla effect of just don't show your monster and so like our first introduction to hulk is all through shadows which i like it's very it's different corners of body parts and stuff yeah it, yeah and it's, it's it's very different and you and you like you hear the sounds it's, it's like uh, again but it's it's odd because here like we all know what hulk looks like mm-hmm. you know like it's no mystery what he looks like or, or what he does but i think it's it's very intentional that they do that uh and i and i do respect that decision because they don't want to like blow their load in the first act of the yeah movie. that would be 20 what 20 minutes in and then and guess what he's gonna break more stuff so you're right because i had a gripe with this in in the beginning um but the more i thought about it and the more we talked about it i was like you know what why rush it we know what's coming let's have a little fun with it build the suspense a little bit see what it you know how it's all really gonna play out yeah and and this is when tim roth's character kind of gets that uh that 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 like first introduction to Hulk where he's like because the whole movie he's like I'm a badass I've done I've done all these ops I've seen all these things and then he's like and this is the first thing that he's seen something truly different and it, I guess it plants the idea in his head of just like oh this is what like the pa- this is true power and I want to hold it I want to mm-hmm. wield that power so uh, Banner I mean yeah we have this whole it's 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 shot like the um the cinematography is it's working for me. I like how Hulk is like, it's all silhouettes. It's all, you know, you see his body is, is dark in the silhouette, but then he turns, you see his eyes glowing or he's throwing shit across. He's throwing dudes across. Like they're unloading their weapons into him and it's doing absolutely dick against him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I do. I, I'm digging this. And, and then, you know, the scenes pre- is over pretty quickly. And you know, we cut to, Edward Norton laying face down and he's in Guatemala. And I like how it's almost like this werewolf effect where he's just like, how did I get here? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's like, I know what happened, but I don't remember what happened. And, um, and I like how this, like, and I, and I do like that, that detail of just, um, uh, of just, yeah, I don't know what happened. And, and, and again, that's realistic of just like why he's so afraid of the power because he has no control over it and why he is, uh, he wants to find that cure so bad because it is that it's, it's, it's his version of being a werewolf. He can't control it. He just turns into an animal. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and it's, it's, um, it, it's, that's something that's a really fun thing to to i mean you're just getting your first glimpse at it really it's a nice thing to watch as we get to explore it throughout more movies as well yeah and and so exactly and and then getting back into this you know he essentially is like well i gotta get to america because mr blue was saying i need more samples that the only way we're going to cure you is if we if if i if we meet in person which is when i was like okay this has got to be lived uh, Taylor because it has to be her because who else would he like who else would be wanting to help help him uh in this in this capacity like who else knows about this and uh so he gets to America he gets to uh I, for, I don't know what university university it is that um 
he goes to, but he, he, you know, he meets up with people. Oh yeah. Because he needed data to bring to Mr. Blue. So he was trying oh, to go back right. to his He's old, back to his uh, old yeah. lab or lab. whatever to collect data. Yeah. And, and, and well, first, before we get to the lab bit, uh, he goes back to like one of his friends and he sees Liv Taylor and it's like, Oh, like, you know, it's time stops, whatever. And, uh, but she's got a new boyfriend now. And, which I get, it's like four or five years later. Yeah, but it's Ty, it. it's Ty Burrell. Yep. Which I, that was totally weird. forgot he was in this movie. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, and he was you. barely in it, but <laughs> yeah, it's like see, and it's funny with Ty Burrell. Like we'll talk about him later because he's like a non-character in this movie. Um, some like you know some actors like you can't unsee their first role you ever saw them in. So someone like. Ty Burrell, people might know from Modern Family, right. but for which he's just like this lovable goof and, mm-hmm. and like a lovable idiot, but and like a simpleton. But for me, the first time I ever saw Ty Burrell was in the remake of Dawn of the Dead, where he plays this like absolute like abhorrent like dick who and he's I can't I can cannot even imagine it just based on like what you said he's just the dad from modern family to me, like this goofy, lovable idiot. Well, I'll show you Dawn of the dead and you'll be like, that's Ty Burrell. Like that. Like, so like, I think when you see like that movie, you'll be like, okay, I can understand why you can't unsee that because it's just <laughs> so like, it's so, it's like, it's such like an, and you, once you like see the characters he plays, it seems like so not him. Um, but yeah, so he's in this movie. So I just keep seeing like that, character every time i see ty burrell and he like doesn't age so he looks like exactly the same he did in 2004 2008 and 2014 through however long modern family was um so (laughs) um but yeah so he's he's in the picture i just wanted to mention him real quick and uh but bruce banner edward norton has to sneak back into his lab and this is where we get our first original hulk callback with um with Lou Ferrigno yes. as the security guard. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, exactly. And which, which was awesome. That they, you know, the Marvel universe cares so much to, and this is really in the beginning too, where they don't have the amount of clout now, or, or as much clout as they did then, to be like, hey, you want to come do this for us? So I, I think it's just great that they give us that kind of fan service of like, hey, remember that TV show about the Hulk? Well, here's the guy who was the Hulk. Uh, just sitting at you know a security desk and and taking like pizza bribes as well. Yeah, and and like that's where I was like, okay, like they're not. He's not like looking in the camera and waving. Like if you know who Lou Ferrigno is, you're okay. Like that's the Hulk. That's like that has to be you. there. Yeah. It's a great callback. It, it should like that's what it should be. Um, but then we we get back into the uh, the lab and essentially we find out nope. Like there's no like the the, the data is in here. Data's gone. Whatever. We got to go back to the pizza place that their friend, their mutual friend, and this is where Liv uh, Tyler or Taylor essentially sees. She knows that Bruce is there. Like he, she just, he just, she just shows up with uh, Ty Burrell, and she's like, "Wait, I, I feel his presence," and he just abandons. And this is where we get the second callback to the original Hulk with him hitchhiking down the road mm-hmm. because that's the, that's the famous shot from the TV show. It's him hitchhiking and, and just walking aimlessly into um, like the desert, into nowhere. Uh, but she picks him up and she says, oh, like, you're back. Hey. Man, and does she drop Ty Burrell fast? Yeah. Like, 
Come and Ty on. Burrell, I feel like he's I, – I feel like using this – like using the word cuck is just like a little harsh, <laughs> but he – like, because later in the movie – He's like he's almost like defending Bruce Banner and like um what is her name Emily, um uh, Betty or Be- oh Betty um oh okay yeah uh Betty like he almost is like defending them and I'm like dude this is weird like why is this character here to yeah. to like make a momentary like like scene of sadness but she yeah she drops him like a drops bad habit of, dude. like yeah. Which, which is something that, like, this is way early in the MCU, too, where, like, it's 2008, like, women aren't given the same roles as as then as they are now, where it's just like, oh, they're just a woman to be in here for the sake of a love interest, and she's going to so you know, go in whatever, whatever direction we need her to go, and that's basically what her character was in this movie. Cause she plays a pretty uh, badass. Extent. She plays a pretty badass woman in the Lord of the Rings as uh, Elwin. I think that's her name. Right. Um, but to be fair, <laughs> though, the, the Elwin did. Uh, she. She. A lot of her motivation was inspired by a man and the love for a man. So, um, but I mean, that felt a little bit more naturalistic. Where here, it's just like, oh, okay. I'm a woman who's in love with this guy, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to help the story along. Yeah, and so, and then we get back, and, and, like, the side bit, this is, like, a little bit before this, we did, this is when, like, they drop, oh, like, why we're so interested in Bruce Banner is because that we were trying to, again, like you mentioned in Captain America, it's, like, the super soldier Everything complex. comes back to it. They're trying to redo Steve Rogers. So, instead of, you know, using Vita Rays to create, um, you know, the, the super soldier Bruce Banner was trying to, you know, recreate the serum, but his plan was to do it with gamma radiation, which, as I'm sure we've all learned, Doesn't didn't work, work out quite the way he wanted it. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, again, it's like a very subtle, uh, like we know in hindsight, but I'm sure in like 2008, many people, I mean, other than like fanboys would have missed this line of, oh, it's a super soldier project from World War II. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that's Captain America. But, you know, in 2010, when I saw this movie, that went way over my head. Um, but and, and then this is when Tim Roth's character says, well, I want that power. That hence him now becoming like the main villain, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not the antagonist, but the villain. So he gets a dose of this, like a small dose of the serum. And, uh, and, and then this is when like the second military operation against Bruce at the college happens. And my note about this is just like, why, why the fuck did the, did they send all these dudes when you know that it's not going to do jack shit against the Hulk? All you're doing is pissing this dude off. So why didn't you, why wouldn't they just send in uh, Tim Roth by himself? Like they're sending in tanks, they're sending in Jeeps with, like Humvees with machine, like 50 caliber machine guns. And it's like, okay, there's, t- there's one of two ways this is going to go down. Cause they start blasting Bruce Banner with um, like, they're shooting at him with guns. So there's one of two ways that this is going to end. You either hit Bruce Banner as a human with a 50 caliber bullet and he explodes on impact or you piss him off enough and he turns into the Hulk and you're, and everything is futile. All, all your stuff gets broken. Yeah. 
So I don't understand the point of sending like, uh, like uh, 20 battalions of dudes after this guy. And then Tim Roth is just like, you know, running at him like, um, like, like a super soldier, you know, he's yeah. running like Steve Rogers, which again, like, it seems like Tim Roth mm. is now Steve Rogers. Like yeah, he has like the powers. You, did it. you pulled it off. Like so, y- you figured it out. What's, what's the issue now? Yeah, like that, and that just that realization just hit me. I'm like, why do we need Bruce Banner? I th- <laughs> because we you have a super soldier literally right in front of you. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that maybe it was only. It, I have two thoughts on that, and both are speculation. Well, one speculation, one is just <laughs> one is the movie saying, j- j- "Just go with us here." Like, don't don't think about this too much. The other one is the movie saying, uh, "Is I think it might be a short term thing. Like, it's not a you know, Steve Rogers is you know, Captain America forever and always. Uh, this might just be like a you know, uh, like a flash in the pan. Inject you get like you know a little bit of time as you know a, a super enhanced being, and then it wears off. Um, that seems better again, than nothing. <laughs> that one's speculation. The other one is just, hey, 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 just go with us here. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, so. don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> like, just, just, like, just go with the story. No, 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 no. It doesn't make. It's okay. It's the Hulk. It's the it's the Incredible Hulk, not the incredible incredible <laughs> Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah, who has the same powers as, as uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's the next. He's the he's the next Avenger. For a short. Period. But. <laughs> You like Steve Rogers? Do you like British guys? We got something for you. Yeah, but so then we have this whole bit, and this is when we actually like kind of first see uh, Hulk like rage out. I did like how like they trap him in like the um in the glass tunnel, and they like essentially throw tear gas into him, and he just explodes out of the uh, out of the tunnel and just starts like fucking dudes up left and right, um, even to the point with. Um, with Tim with Tim Roth he's like I want you to hit me and then he just punches him and sends him flying and he just keeps doing it and beating him like Spartan kicks him and like just he goes like tumbling 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 and then smashes into a tree yeah because I just want to I want to see what you what you can do of kick and sends him flying um and yeah, and then you know this is when you know oh the beast can be controlled with um with Betty Betty Yep. Uh, and, and that's when you know the general kind of gets a little bit more involved. And he's like, "No, don't, don't shoot my daughter, for God's sakes!" Um, and I don't really remember how this, how this segment ends. Uh, I, I just like I, I remember this scene, and then I remember them like in the motel room. Yeah, he he shield for some reason the helicopter comes down and crashes into a fireball. And the Hulk shields Betty with his body, basically picks her up and runs away. And then they're in the mountains and, you know, he's yelling oh, right, at the right, rain right, right. and she calms him down and they fall asleep and wake up. And, you know, like you. now. Yeah. And because, and because in the next moment is um, Betty Bruce? saying, oh yeah, yeah. Like Betty is saying like, oh, I like you were in there a uh, kind of trying, trying to counter Bruce saying like he's I not me, he's an animal. Yeah. It's like no, but you can. Um, okay, because because then I remembered like going to the the hotel room, and uh, the worst thing ever happens to Bruce. He can't get busy. Yeah, which 
I'm not going to comment about that. Because um, Betty even goes like, are you sure? Like, we, we can't? Yeah, not even a little. I don't know about you. Yeah. My heart rate doesn't go above 200, but... Um, <laughs> A4. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that joke works. But then we get the third yeah. callback um, to the Incredible Hulk with the purple shorts, which... Yep. That was a little bit more of like a okay. That was a little bit more on the like hit the sticking like, it right in head. your face. Yeah, hey, like, okay. right here. Like okay, the purple's wrong. So okay, but um, at least he doesn't. I don't think he wears them. In, like in, later in the movie. Um, no, I don't I think grateful he shows up for because that would have been a little a little too like hokey. Um, but then now we finally we get the NYU, and this is again to meet Mr. Blue, but there's a weird segment with the cab driver that definitely feels very like late stage Marvel when it's like, Oh, like we got to get there fast. So let's go in this New York cab. And he's like, you know, breaking all sorts of laws. He's like traffic laws. He's like speeding there. And then they stop and live. Tyler's like, are you like, were you fucking crazy? Like that was like, like, why? Like, they cut 70 minutes of... <laughs> but they kept that scene. They cut 70 minutes of, of exposition, but they kept that. Um, and, and and then they go, like, they, they, they like, oh, we have to sell this jewelry for a boat. A, a truck, they, they buy a truck, and then they get in the cab, and then they take a boat. Like, it's so weird, like, bizarre, like, how they make their way to New York. Um and then they just like end up walking straight to NYU because there's, they're doing like traffic stops and they're like, Oh, like you're like, we're wanted. So we have to like now take a boat there. We have to get in a cat. I was like, how the, like, what the fuck? And she sold, didn't she sell like her jewelry or something yeah, like that? Like a, a pen or her mom, something that her, her mom's not around anymore. So it's like the last thing she has of her mom and she sold it so they could have money or she considered selling it so they could have money or something. I don't know. That seemed to go absolutely nowhere. So uh, if I remember correctly, it goes nowhere. Or it could be wrong because I just remember that being such a weird detail. But anyway, we meet Mr. Blue, who is uh, Tim. Uh, what is his name? Tim, uh, I think it's like Tim Nelson Blake or something like that. Tim Blake Nelson. I the other way around. Um, you did better than me. I had no clue. Well, I know him primarily from Holes. So, uh, oh, that's right. Wow, you're, you're hitting me with a lot of stuff tonight because I, I totally forgot about that. And there was another. Uh, and yeah, you got me with Pulp Fiction too. Yeah. So we meet him, and that's when they essentially, like, you know, back and forth. Like, yeah, I'm I'm Mr. Green, and of course, Mr. Blue is wearing like everything blue. <laughs> um, and and why like so I get Mr. Green, why is he Mr. Blue? Like is that just like what's the significance other than if he's wearing a blue shirt? If there is a significance shirt? to it, uh, I don't know. There there is some you know foreshadowing at the end of the movie based on what happens w- with him, but if I don't um, you know tying to the Mr. Blue. I was gonna say, oh well, the Tesseract is blue, so therefore, Mister Blue. There you go. Like, I, blue. <laughs> Everything relates back to the Tesseract. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they we we have this um, we have like the experiment to try and control him, and they have to artificially stimulate 
uh, like the Hulk's uh, appearance. So they get they do like electroshock. He turns into the Hulk, which is actually like a pretty cool like sequence. And of course, it's in like the back. It's like a back room of his lab, and like the shit is malfunctioning. And he's like, "Oh wait, I gotta fix it." And he like essentially just takes a wrench and, and hits it. <laughs> he's like, oh, grad students. He's like, "Oh, it's working now." And um, and then this um, the cure does work like as a one time like it calms him down and like it didn't cure him completely but it cured him of like this that one instance. moment yeah which is interesting because does that ever go anywhere again uh i don't think so not that uh, it's like an not antidote. that i know of yeah it it because he was even saying he goes this might work this might not work. This might work this one time and the next time we'll try it again and it doesn't work. You know, he laid out all the options, but it, it worked this one time. Uh, and we don't really get anywhere after that with this. And, and it's interesting because the next bit, like, of course he, like Mr. Blue is like super pumped. He's like, wow, it actually worked. And, uh, and then he reveals that he has synthesized the like, blood, the, the blood. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought you said you didn't have enough blood or like a, enough samples. I, and then you, and then he opens this, his back door freezer and it's like filled with blood. And, uh, and, and, and Mr. Blue wants to, and he's, like a, he's, he's a professor at like NYU for like the medicine or something. And, and, uh, and Banner's like, wait a minute, like you got to get rid of all this shit. Like this is, this is bad. You know, you want to use it for good, but the government wants to make super soldiers and, I am the example that this does not work. Right. And then we get another military raid, uh, the third one of the movie, when um, when everyone just kind of like storms in. And am I – remind me, am I wrong? Did Tim Roth take the serum yet at this point? Like, like the full serum? Oh, yeah. What? Um, because Tim Roth got kicked – by the Hulk, and they were basically like, yeah, every bone in his body's broken, and then, like, 24 hours later, he's up and walking around. So, alright, that contradicts my point of it's not a one-time cure thing, but then he basically tells Thunderbolt Ross, he's like, juice me up, baby, and they inject him with everything. Or no. No. He he hasn't taken it yet. Once yeah, because I think because he because Mister Blue does it because he because he like Blue, picks yeah. him up and is like yeah. you got you do the shit or I kill you. Yep, that's what it is. So yep, okay. or he takes another dosage, and he's not looking and he's not looking good on the plane because like they're on the hella hella they're they're flying in on a helicopter and he's like sitting there buckling himself in like sweaty and eyes are drooping and one of the other you know, spec ops guys, he's like, Hey, uh, you all right. And he goes like, he says something like, yeah, fine or whatever. But like, I'm like, this dude is not fine right now. And that, you know, they storm in and he, like you said, he, he harasses Mr. Blue, like, give me what he has. I, I need what he has. And then he does. And then, uh, does he kill Mr. Blue? Cause at first I was like, Oh, Mr. Blue is now going to be a Hulk. So now there's going to be two Hulks running around or, three but no because you see mr blue like turning into what he calls like an abomination so mr blue yeah like when a bomb when abomination when tim roth blonsky 
breaks out of the chair and flees away. He like knocks Mr. Blue over and he falls on the ground and gets this gash on his head. And then some of um, the Hulk's blood starts dripping into the gash on his head and his head starts like warping, which is um, a foreshadowing. There's a, there's another Hulk villain called the leader. So they're like setting Mr. Blue up to become the leader, who's like a, a super mind, basically. Oh, Kinesis, okay. that, that whole thing, which is a, a Hulk villain, you know, a canon yeah. Hulk villain, uh, who's just mega minds, basically, telekinesis, all that jazz. Um, but, and I won't, you know, for your sake in this whole MCU, okay. journey, I'm not going to say if this goes anywhere, it doesn't, whatever, leaving it at. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, and so um, trying to like uh, yeah. So then at this point, you know, we have a uh, like another um, another Hulk. They, they they I think they've arrested Banner at this point, yeah, and they I put think- him into the and they they put him into the um, the, the the helicopter. But now it's like now there's a Hulk like wreaking havoc all over New York, and I and I do like this moment where uh, Bruce Banner is just like okay, um, I need. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go take this dude out, and they're like, "Well, like, don't land because you're gonna be in like the crossfire." And he's like, "Open, open the uh, open, like, open the pod bay." You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump out. And he's like, "Wait, are you like, are you crazy? What are you gonna do?" He's like, "No, nah, I'll be okay. Don't worry." And then, like I said, this is the part that I remember when I watched it in 2010, and he just falls back, and then he's like falling, falling. He goes, "Ah, oh, shit!" Oh, and shit, then he just yeah. smacks <laughs> into the ground. And then credits roll, and Jake, did you recommend? <laughs> and then did you like this movie? <laughs> yeah, six out of ten. Um, no. <laughs> no, then we get of him just punching his way out of the concrete, climbing out, and we get the showdown of the big bads, basically Hulk versus bigger, stronger Hulk. Which uh, is kind of funny how so far in the beginning, all right, not with Thor. But, you know, in the first Iron Man movie, Iron Man fought a bigger, stronger Iron Man. In this Hulk movie, Hulk is fighting a bigger, stronger Hulk. Um, it, I don't know. It's just something. Wait, I just want to point it out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I mean, the fight is fun. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, a, I mean, it's just a lot of just, like, Hulk's punching, which, again, is, like, what more do you want? Like, I almost feel like that this is going to be, um, <laughs> like the, um, the Eddie Hall, uh, Thor Bjornsson. Oh fight. God. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this is like, that's what a this really is, good way. this is what it's going to like. I feel like this is just what it's going to be like. It's just like these two behemoths, like just wailing hell on each, each other, other, you yeah. know? Um, maybe not to this degree, but like, that's like, the equivalent that I can try and come up with is just like, I mean, and like, what more do you like, what more could you want? I wish it took place during the day where you could see a little bit better. Um, but it, it, it's like, it's fine. I think it, it does. It serves its purpose. Um, it's a good fight scene and it's not over in the blink of an eye. Like the, you know, the action of them going after each other, trying to outsmart each other as best as two, you know, steroid fueled guys can. Um, it's clever you're right it's cleverly done and um it was enjoyable yeah and then this again we have like the final payoff for like at the very end when uh bruce banner is strangling you know tim roth and he's like almost about to kill him but betty i think like the 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 helicopter crashed 
and and so she comes out and he and and uh bruce ba- like the hulk is strangling this dude and betty's like no don't kill him and then you know that echoes through and you know that little bit of humanity that is still left in the hulk he lets him he lets him go and i guess he like that's he's like okay you can have him and he runs away now the one thing i want to say like as much as like i love seeing two behemoths just like beat the shit out of each other we kind of said it in the beginning and you've been like, you know, hearing me when like, when you said all they cut 70 minutes out of this goddamn movie. And I was like, good. (laughs) This movie is so like, it feels so incredibly long that it's like, I like by the end of this movie, I was like, all right, like finally, like they're beating the shit out of each other. Um, And I can't really say like what I would excise from this movie but it just feels like this movie just fe- like goes at like such a snail's pace and it just feels like i think it's only 2 hours but it's it, less uh, yeah just shy of 2 but it, it it definitely felt that that time and i don't really know why because i liked the the brazil stuff like i think it's just like it's it get, it just got predictable cuz i'm like oh there's another military raid and they're just like <laughs> like there's another one of that like come on man or like the whole bit of him uh like breaking into and like bribing essentially bribing his way into the research facility with pizza as funny as that is it there's no payoff because it's like oh they they there's no research and then oh wait a minute betty has all of it it's like well why do we have this like 15 20 minute scene of him breaking into this place of and like to nothing to no avail and i just feel like there's like many moments like that throughout the entire movie but uh yeah this movie is just like definitely super long and like it it kind of cheapened this final fight for me because i was just ready for this movie to end and when they started fighting that triggered to me like okay the movie's almost over and uh i'm ready for it to be over which again like i said it cheapened this fight for me that it like we've been building up to these two behemoths fighting and i feel like okay can the movie just be over now um but yeah so then like the fight happens and then we kind of cut to i think it's like a month later i think it says you know time without an incident like 30 days or something and well i feel like well i will get to that but essentially we cut to like canada and uh, and he um, uh, and Bruce Banner is like meditating and, it, and he opens his eyes and his eyes are green. And I'm like, oh, he's starting to control it now. Of course, I knew he was going to be smiling when he did it. Like it was very predictable in that. But I was like, OK, he's starting to control it, which I think is going to like I know the line. Of, oh, I'm always angry. Right. Um, like I, I know that line. So I'm like, OK. I'm glad you brought this scenario up because we'll get a better idea. You know, our next movie is the Avengers. I feel like, and this is just me. I haven't seen the Avengers in a little while and we'll make sure we pay attention to it. I feel like this scene right here kind of contradicts where Bruce Banner is at the beginning of the Avengers. Um, You know, at the end of this movie, starting to control it. And and I may be wrong, but I have a feeling at the beginning of the Avengers, it's much less under control than the end of this movie makes it seem like he has it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll revisit that next week um, because it seems like from just watching this, it seems like he's got it under control just from like my perspective of like knowing, not knowing where this is going. Um, 
And then, like, we get to the next bit, uh, like, kind of the end of the movie with Tony Stark making an appearance. I was like, okay, like, this isn't, like, it wasn't supposed to be, like, a dis or not uh like a disconnected like one-off film like they are trying to like make that connection with tony stark coming in especially a year after iron man like people are going to know this mm-hmm. essentially he goes to the general ross or lee or whatever the dude's name is so we're, we're making the avengers and we're putting a team together um the one thing that and this brings up the point that i was like and i don't know if i said this earlier but it's like where was shield in this whole ordeal I have this written down too. It's why is Tony for the spokesman for the Avengers initiative at this point? Because at this point in, you know, chronologically, um, this is after Iron Man two. And at that point, Samuel L. Jackson already told Tony like, yeah, we're not going to take you for the initiative uh, because of this, this, and this. And Tony like had the walking away line of, nah, you couldn't afford me anyway. So now, it feels just like a slip up of why is Tony here trying to talk to Ross about the Avengers initiative instead of like Samuel L. Jackson or someone like that. Especially since Nick Fury's name was in the opening credits, like as a newspaper right. heading, but like you, it was there, you saw it. Um, so yeah, but again, like where's shield, you know, we go back to captain Marvel like they get a phone call that something weird is happening at Blockbuster and they show up immediately. There, there's been three, a lot of weird stuff. Three, three military operations have gone by where a large green monster is running and like destroying property and almost killing people. And, and oh, oh, it's after the second one shows up that, oh, we'll send Tony to deal with this, you know? Um, I don't know why he's going to the general because the the general Ross. Yeah, I see it right here. Ross doesn't know where he is. Yeah. So again, it was just like, oh, okay, we're connecting the whole unit. Like, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's like okay, there's a pattern. Is. There's a like these movies are connected in the mm-hmm. in the in the scope of 2008. Like, oh wait, this isn't a one-off movie. This isn't like Ang Lee's Hulk movie in 2004 where it's just there. Like, this is connected the- to Iron Man. And being that you brought up uh, Ang Lee's Hulk movie, that's the perfect segue for us to talk. Or I wanted to bring up CGI. How'd you feel about CGI in this movie? It was, it was like serviceable. Like it wasn't anything mind blowing. For, for a movie in two thousand and eight, it it's still, it it's, does what it has to do. It's hard because it's like you can't do the Hulk practically. So no. That's why I think, you know, they, they kind of kept it to the shadows and like they had weird angles of the Hulk throughout the entire movie. Um, that's why I think like the final fight scene was at night with like very minimal lighting because it like the uncanny Valley would have been too strong. Mm. Like, you know, you're looking at a, um, you know, you're looking at a CGI creation, but, but like you can't do it any other way because then you go to the 70s show with when they had Lou Ferrigno, it's like, okay, yeah, he's a big dude, but he's like, not that big, but he's not, he's yeah. not even he's like not a monster like that. Even like Arnold in his prime, you're just like, oh, well, like he's just like a muscular dude, you know, he's not like a monster. So yeah, you can't get to that level of Hulk. Yeah, so like with Hulk, I'll, I'll give it a pass. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, it wasn't like mind blowing, but it was. I mean, it was fine. I think. I think the thing that rubbed me the most about it was that it's such a nondescript Hulk. Like I, I'm used to now, the Hulk being modeled off of 
Mark Ruffalo. It is very blasé. And now yeah, that you this is it. just like it, it's a guy. It's not based off of anything Edward Norton's features or anything. Just right here, it, it's really two different people. Whereas, as into the Avengers movies and everything coming after that, they're trying to blend the characters a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, and like like you, like I said, like it, you, the, now that you mention it, like the description is very blasé. It's just kind of like plain, generic man. Paint him green and add a lot of muscle. Done. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I guess that kind of uh, concludes um, this, like the, like just talking about Hulk. I don't think there was an ending. Um, there was an ending uh, like end credit sequence was there i i looked i think and i don't think there was one oh no that is something i wanted to bring up um i don't know if this is something i made up in my head i forgot to research about it but i think there was supposed to be an end credit scene here where um that ended up getting cut i don't know if that's you know in the original 70 minutes that got cut whatever but it was of Bruce Banner attempting to commit suicide up in like Antarctica by jumping off like an ice shelf or something like that. And of course, whenever Bruce Banner tries to do that, the Hulk basically stops him. As you saw when he jumped out of a helicopter, even Bruce Banner hit the ground, but the Hulk emerged. So basically the same thing happens. And when the Hulk hits the ground and like this whole ice shelf cracks and everything, there's like this two or three frames of film that Captain America shield comes like in kind of another tie in to show like, Mm. well, this movie came out before the Captain America movie came out just to like, like that little Easter egg to be like, Hey, guess what? We might also have Captain America showing up soon too of, you know, down the line. Um, and now I, I remember seeing like a little bit of footage of this a very long time ago. I haven't dug that deep to try to get, find it again. I could be totally crazy and could have dreamed this, but I'm pretty sure like that existed or planned to exist at one point and it just hit the cutting room floor. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd know better than me, but yeah, that's interesting because I, I remember like looking and then being like, ah, I don't think there's one here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of concludes like the movie. I guess we can get in like final thoughts, uh, recommendations. And Jake, if you want to start us off with your closing thoughts, but if you want to start us off with uh, the Stan Lee cameo that oh, we always oh. we always save for the end. Save it till the end. Yeah, I, and I actually, I just wanted to go out while we were talking about for Rigno being in here already um, as the security guard, but all of like Hulk's grunts and growls and all of that was Lou Ferrigno recorded those. Oh, that's cool. Um, just wanted to throw that out as yeah, something cool to even like the know. dialogue that they, that he had. Hulk smash. I Hulk don't smash know. and like get away from me or leave me alone. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just know grunts, groans, things like that was Lou Ferrigno. That's cool. uh, I'm not sure about any of the Hulk speaking lines, if that was, you know, a filtered Bruce, um, Edward Norton, Lou Ferrigno, 
Can't tell you that much. Um, But yeah, our Stanley cameo was, we talked about this way earlier in the podcast, uh, you know, the bottle of soda that got contaminated and sent to like Minnesota or whatever, and some elderly man drank it. Uh, Stanley was the elderly man who got his Brazilian soda with a little extra kick in it and (laughs) ended up killing him. Yeah, which was definitely, I was like, oh, there he is. It's always like... I, it's not that I like I know it's coming, but every time I see it, I'm just like, oh hey, there he is. Like it's yeah. like where's Waldo? Although it's like it's almost like he's like slapping you in the face with the cameo in the best of ways. Like it's always welcome to see the the Stan Lee cameo. Um, for sure. Because I was like, oh that, oh there it is, and then I'm like, okay, now I don't have to look forward in the movie anymore. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah, so that was a Stan Lee cameo, and if you want to, with your closing thoughts and recommend and final recommendation, Jake. Um, all right. Closing thoughts, final recommendations. I'm like, I don't know where to really take this one. Um, I watched, I wouldn't go out if you pull Marvel Cinematic Universe, like a whole box DVD set of them in front of me. Hulk wouldn't be one of the first one. It would be towards the end for me to pull it out. Like, okay, now I'm going to watch Hulk. Like this movie just is for some reason, like nondescript. It doesn't jump off the page. It's not bad, but it's just not like one of the, when you think of Marvel movies, this one doesn't come to mind. And, you know, we kind of explored the reasons that may be, but really I think it just comes down. It's not one of those ones like Hulk's a big Hulk's a major character in the MCU, but you already know what he is and what he does. And I guess I'm just not as interested in his character development because maybe I'm just not as into Bruce Banner as a character, you know, but if you have two of them, what do you want more screen time of Bruce Banner being, you know, a scientist or the Hulk beating the hell out of things and breaking them? I'm going to take the Hulk. And if that's the case, I don't, you know, care if his feelings get hurt or anything. It's just, you know, I want to see the character. Um, I would recommend this movie if you're, you know, if you intend to watch all of these movies, but you know, on a lazy, like Sunday night, I think you you could be you know you're better off picking up something different um, for more enjoyable you know pass the time a little quicker immerse yourself a little deeper um, and for that reason I'm probably going to give this movie um, like a a seven and a half probably and I think I'm being a little generous there especially because my recency bias has worn off. We just watched like a quick little thing on YouTube an hour before we did this to really refresh my memory. But I know going into doing this podcast, I was like, I have to watch the Hulk. Like I wasn't feeling it when it began and I I muddled through it. And now I'm, you know, now that I'm on the other side, I have no intentions of sitting back down to watch the Hulk anytime soon whereas like spider i caught the end of spider-man homecoming on tv the other day and i was giddy about it this movie just doesn't do that for me um so yeah i'd say i'm somewhere between a 725 and a 75 uh i think i don't want to rate this lower than captain marvel because i don't think it should be rated lower than captain marvel so i'll put it on the same playing field as captain marvel with a seven and a half and again, I'd recommend it if you're doing a journey like this, but as a one-off, like, hey, I want to watch a Marvel movie, this wouldn't be one of my top 10 picks, not even close. 
Yeah, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. Like, at the end of the day, I just feel like this movie just, like, feels its length. It's not even that long. Um, I don't know. Like, by the end, I was kind of like, all right, let's just... It, it just felt like this was mandatory. I feel like I'd rather <laughs> just... I, I just wanted to get straight to the Avengers after Thor. Oh, my God. I can't wait. But I, I, I didn't not like this movie. I just kind of just felt like... Like I said, like blase like just much like how just like how the hulk's design is very blah i just felt like uninvested in the movie um yeah i don't really see myself like returning to this like maybe because i like edward norton in the role but like for the most part like i'm just like "Eh, okay it's all right so um yeah i mean it's definitely if you're going on the journey like watch the movie but like I can't see like I can see myself like going downstairs now and like picking up like the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man and watching that like without watching the whole trilogy and just being like oh, yeah I really enjoy this movie or um picking up like X2 from the X-Men like the first trilogy but I can't see myself you know picking up the Incredible Hulk and just being like yeah I'm going to watch this so, uh, I, I mean, I, it's like a, it's a pretty neutral recommend, I guess. Um, I'd give it a six out of 10. I mean, it's not bad. It's just kind of like there it exists. Uh, it's something to watch, I guess. I mean, there's worse things you can watch. You can watch Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, in the ranking, this is going to be on the lower end, uh, of the list. Um, uh, you know, Captain Marvel's like, you know, at the Earth's core as far as I'm concerned for me. But um, I'd say this is like, you know, on like on the ground, it's not, or maybe like slightly elevated above the ground. Like it's not like trash or anything like that. It's just, you know, it, it's, it, it exists. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that I guess that concludes the episode, Jake. Uh, a, another fun episode. This is probably our shortest one. I think we're like clocking it like just over an hour or so. See, Wow. Look at us. I, I predicted that this one might be a little bit of a shorter one. Um, I'm glad I finally got a prediction right. <laughs> um, I think what I wanted to bring up that was also just a nice thing. It, in my eyes, and I'm just trying to quickly rack my brain, I think we've gotten through all of my least favorite Marvel movies. Oh, okay. no, there's one more. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you which one it is, but it's going to be sooner than later. Um, okay. And then, like, it's just all open seas for me. Like, I can't wait. There's no other movies that I'm like, there might be a couple that I'm not as thrilled about, but really, in my opinion, there's one more speed bump that will hit. And then after that, it's, uh, I think we're really going to be cooking. Okay. Dude, I cannot, like, I've looked at the Avengers DVD a bunch of times since I've watched the Hulk and be like, I cannot wait to watch this and talk about it with Mike. So I'm amped for this next one. Yeah, I, I'm amped too. Cause like I said, I haven't seen like any of the Avenger movies. Like I haven't seen like any of the big blockbusters. Like I, I've seen Ant-Man and, uh, um, uh, home or ho- homecoming. Homecoming, yeah, the and like Guardians, and like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and like maybe a one here and there, but like I haven't seen like the blockbusters yet, which is you know interesting. I'm very very curious to see like what I've been missing out on, like because we're now we're culminating to like the main events at this point, you know, like mm-hmm. we're 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 progressing to the entrees, like all these were just like appetizers as far as I'm concerned, and now we're like okay, this is like this, and this is the first like okay. The plan 
is assembled like let's this is like now let's going into the first avengers movie like the, uh, so the first avengers what came out in 2012 so now it's like five years of movies now culminate well okay maybe not yeah five years of movies excluding captain marvel like up to this point so like i'm ready i'm ready to see what the avengers is gonna hold i've got chills man chills down my spine (laughs) good about it well yeah that's just how much i love this and we won't wait as long to talk about the avengers as we did this um We'll, we'll get to the Avengers sooner rather than later. But with that, that concludes this episode of Amateur All Tours. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on Twitter at All Tours Pod and email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at the Amateur All Tours Podcast at gmail.com. And if you could just leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the show on, it would be much appreciated. And as always, we'll see you next time, guys. Yeah.